the same level of thinking that's created your problem won't solve your problem. And made me ask a new question. It made me think, what's my real problem? And I said, well, I'm a very slow learner. And I was like, how do I think differently about it? Well, maybe I can learn how to learn. It's so important to make sure to tap into that emotional well, because we are not logical. Again, we're biological. Welcome to the Boss Fit Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, president and co-founder of Boss Babe and your host for this episode. Now, I know all of you listening are most likely ambitious women. You are women who like to do their best, be their best, learn fast, and are really going places. And that's why I am so excited for this episode because you are going to love today's guest, especially if you're already familiar with him. Because today I'm chatting with Jim Quick, New York Times bestselling author, social entrepreneur, and renowned brain coach. Now, Jim has actually worked with top actors and actresses, including Will Smith, and including the cast of X-Men. He's worked with athletes, CEOs, and super achievers. Hey, Brendan Bouchard. And for over 25 years, Jim has been helping people improve their memory, learn to speed read, and increase their decision-making skills and unleash their super brains. And if you've seen any of Jim's content or attended any of his trainings, you'll know how phenomenal his brain works. But it wasn't always that case. And that's what makes him so fascinating and inspirational because he was actually known as the boy with a broken brain, having suffered a head injury at the age of five and another traumatic brain accident at 18. And so Jim had actually grown up really struggling to learn, which is what makes his story and his teachings so, so powerful. And today in this episode, Jim went into so much detail. He was sharing everything he's learned about brain power, how you can actually learn faster and upgrade your own mind. So make sure to tune into this episode, have a notepad and pen ready. Honestly, it's an absolutely phenomenal episode. I made a ton of notes myself. And as always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories, tagging me at Danielle Canty and tag at bossbabe.inc. So without further ado, let's dive into, I have to say, one of my favorite episodes on the Boss Babe podcast. A Boss Babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own version of success. Version of success. Welcome to the Boss Babe podcast, Jim. It is such an honor to have you here and I am genuinely so, so excited. Having read your book and studied your work, I know that our listeners are in for a treat today. Oh, thank you so much. It's it's a real pleasure to be here. Congratulations to you and Natalie, the entire team and community on, on everything that you're doing right now. You're, you're a force for good, you're an inspiring force of nature. And, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation about brain power and learning faster uh, and, uh, and upgrading our minds. Oh, thank you for that. And yeah, we are so excited to have you here because listen, I'm not going to lie to you. We have some ambitious women (laughs) and we like to do our best. We like to learn fast and we are going places. So having an expert on like yourself coming in here today to teach as well, you know, we really, really wanted to get into the nitty gritty of it. And like you say, to understand how we can learn faster. And as the title of your new book, how we can be limitless. So 
I'm really excited to get into those details. But before we do, I'd love for you to just share a bit of an outline of your story because it hasn't been the kind of like straightforward journey to get to this point. And people might think, oh yes, you know, Jim teaches on this. He's a learner who has always found it easy to learn and he's had a straightforward path, but that's so not the case. So I really just would love for you to tell a bit about your background story. Absolutely. I think maybe some people can relate to this. My inspiration really was my desperation. And I believe that sometimes struggles can lead to strengths. And when people see me on stages, I usually open up with memory demonstrations where maybe I'll have 50 or 100 people stand up in an audience and introduce themselves to everybody. And I'll memorize all their names or an audience will give me 100 words or 100 random numbers and I'll recite them forwards and backwards from memory. But I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you. I really do this to express to you what's possible because the truth is every single person listening to this could do that and more. And you might not think so, but I think I hope to this conversation, if I do my job, that people will believe it, that it's possible, that there's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's a trained memory and an untrained memory. And the reason why I know it is because I grew up with some severe learning challenges. When I was five years old in kindergarten class, I took a very bad fall. I hit my head. I had a traumatic brain injury and it really affected my academics. I had trouble learning. I don't know if people could identify with that, but I was just very slow. Teachers would repeat themselves over and over again. And I pretend to understand, but I didn't really understand. I had poor focus, poor recall. It took me an extra three years just to learn how to read. And that was very frustrating. When I was nine years old, I was slowing down the whole class and I was being teased for it by the other kids. And a teacher coming to my defense, she pointed to me and said, that's the boy with the broken brain. And that label became my limit. It put me in that box because every single time, you know, adults have to be very careful of their external words because they become a child's internal words. Every time I did badly on a test or I wasn't picked for sports, which was like all the time, I would always say, oh, because I have the broken brain. And people come to me all the time and they say things like, oh, I'm too old or I'm not smart enough or I have a horrible memory. And I say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Oh, that is a quote. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's one of those things that I encourage people to. I struggled all through school. And when I was 18, I really hit a wall where I was hospitalized because I was a freshman in college and I was pulling all these all-nighters and I was just living in the library. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I was just trying to keep up. And I ended up passing out in the library one night, you know, late night, and I fell down a flight of stairs. I hit my head again and I woke up in the hospital. And at this point, I... This is the darkest time of my life. I was down to like 117 pounds. I was wasting away. I woke up to all these IVs and I just thought there had to be a better way. And when I had that thought, the nurse came in with a mug of tea. On the mug was a drawing of a genius. It was Albert Einstein. And it had a quote that everyone has heard in some form. It's something like the same level of thinking that's created your problem won't solve your problem. The same level of thinking that's created your problem or your situation won't solve it. And it made me ask a new question. It made me think, what's my problem? What's my real problem? And I said, well, I'm a very slow learner. And I was like, how do I think differently about it? Well, maybe I could learn how to learn. And I put my studies aside because I always thought it was interesting. School taught you what to learn, math, history, science, Spanish, but there were no classes on how to learn, how to focus, how to remember things, how to read faster. And so I wanted to fill in those gaps and I started studying those subjects And about 60 days into it, a light switch flipped on and I started to understand things for the first time. I started having this incredible laser-like concentration. I started to read faster, recall what I read, and my grades shot up. And with that, my life just 
got enhanced. And the reason why I'm doing it to this day, almost three decades later, is that I couldn't help but help other people. And I started tutoring. And one of my very first students, she was a freshman in college, and she read 30 books in 30 days. Can you imagine that? 30 books in 30 days, not skim or scan. She really read it. And I wanted to find out like not how I taught her how I want to know why I'm very interested in human motivation. And I know that's a topic we're going to talk about overcoming procrastination. How do you find your drive and in your purpose? And I found out her reason, her motivation was her mother was dying of terminal cancer and doctors gave her mother only two months to live. And the books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. And I find out six months later, I get a call and she's crying and crying and crying. And I find out their tears of joy that her mother not only survived, but is really getting better. Doctors don't know how or why. The doctors were calling it a miracle, but her mother attributed 100% to the great advice she got from her daughter, who learned it from all these books. And in that moment, I realized that if knowledge is power, then learning is your superpower. If knowledge is power, learning is your superpower, and it's a superpower we all have access to. I love that. And it's so powerful because I think you're right. Like we are so keen to often label ourselves and often label ourselves negatively. Like you say, oh, I can't read very fast. It takes me ages to read a book or it takes me ages to learn something. I always forget these things. And just really, first of all, acknowledging that narrative is so, so important. And like you said, when you understand that why and you understand like, hey, I'm actually doing this because of a reason, but also you let go of some of the past beliefs that you have and something that really you just said really stuck with me is school taught you what to learn and not how to learn and I know when I read your book you spoke about it being school can be very passive and then as an adult we can become these passive learners whereas what does that actually look like to change the way we've in the past learned and then how can we move forwards with that so I really want to talk to you a little bit about you love doing acronyms right and I know one of your things is like about learning you know this is exactly me I'm like right let's get into the nitty-gritty of this this is like amazing and I know we talk about like fast right and it was really an eye-opener for me to and I'm not going to spoil it because we'll come to it in a second but it really was an eye-opener for me because it made me realize of some of the learning things that I had been doing and I was holding on to so would you be able to walk us through that model because I think for some people they're going to go oh aha this is waking me up to that Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, let me frame this. And for everybody, imagine right now, as you're listening to this, that you have a genie in front of you. And I want you to imagine the genie could grant you any one wish, but just one wish. What would you wish for? And most people would ask for, after some thought, limitless wishes, right? You want millions and millions of wishes. Well, if I was your learning genie and I could help you learn any one subject or any one skill to become an expert at that subject or skill, what would you ask for? Would it be uh, social media marketing or online marketing or would it be health and fitness or would it be investing? What would it be? And what would the equivalent be as of asking for limitless wishes be? And for me, that subject or skill would be the ability to learn faster. Because if you can learn how to learn, you could apply it to all those things. You could apply it and grant your own wishes. You could apply it towards money, management, marketing, martial arts, music, and anything gets easier for you. And so I believe it's the number one skill to master in the 21st century. And we know that if you want your business to grow, then we need to grow. And specifically, we are born with the number one wealth asset, wealth generating asset 
ever, which is the human mind. When I talk about Limitless, the subtitle is Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. Limitless is not about being perfect. Limitless is about progressing and advancing beyond what you believe is possible. And so I encourage everyone to take notes because there is a learning curve, but there's also a forgetting curve. And I want you to apply what you learn during this conversation. And I'm going to go through it kind of rapid fire and give you really tactical things you could do to be a better learner, to catch up, keep up, and really get ahead. So the acronym that I use is FAST. F-A-S-T. And this is to learn any subject or skills. I want everyone to think about an area that they want to get better at. They want to make progress. Maybe it is doing launches. Maybe it's online marketing. Maybe it's ad buys and maybe it's public speaking. Think of one subject or skill. And so the acronym, and I use a lot of acronyms. I tend to alliterate everything just to make it easy to remember. F-A-S-T. The F stands for forget. And you're like, Jim, you're the memory guy. Why would you forget? And I think one of the things that keep us from learning faster, that keeps us learning more slowly, is this idea that we already know it. And a closed mind doesn't really work, right? A limited mind, it's only going to yield a limited life. And sometimes people feel like, oh, I know how to do sales or I know how to do marketing because I've been doing it for so long. But it keeps your mind closed and your mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's opened. And half-life of information is getting shorter and shorter in every industry. You know, everything from technology to medicine to business also. And so you need to upgrade your skills, but you can't upgrade your subject or skill matter if you feel like you know it already. So temporarily forget what you know so you can learn something new. I would also say forget about distractions. And I know it's easy to say, but there's a myth I talk about in the book, these lies, the seven lies to learning that hold you back that are globally accepted. Things like genius is born when we know that genius is built. One of the lies... You know, when we're talking about learning is multitasking. Some people think that they're multitasking and they're saving time, but it's actually a myth. We're not actually multitasking. Research has proven that we're actually doing something called task switching. And when you go from one subject to another, you can't handle two cognitive activities at once. And so you waste time. So the thing you think you're gaining, you're actually losing because it could take anywhere from five to 15 to 20 minutes to regain your focus and your flow. You also make more mistakes when you're trying to multitask. That's been shown with doctors who are trying to multitask and you waste a lot of energy. So if you suffer from mental fatigue and you feel like you're lacking brain energy, it takes up a lot of brain glucose to go from one task to another. And so what I would say is as you're listening to this conversation, if something comes in your mind, oh, I have to do this or this or this, take out a piece of paper and just write it down on your notes so you can release it. Don't try to not think about it because when you try not to think about it, you're going to think about it more, right? Would you resist, persist? So temporarily forget about situational things. And then finally, forget about your limits because most limits, as you'll discover in this conversation and this book, are learned. And just like I learned, I wasn't born with this thought that I had a broken brain. It was something that came from my environment, right? Or through other people's expectations or my experience. And so those are the three things to forget. The A in FAST stands for active. And this is great because I know your community, they are doers, right? And you want to be able to think like a person of action and you want to act like a person of thought. And the challenge is, is the education system, a lot of it prepared us, you know, for a world that's more passive learning. It was you were being lectured to and you were supposed to sit there and be taught. But the human brain does not learn through consumption. The human brain actually learns better through creation and creativity and co-creation. And so 
learning, just like life, is not a spectator sport. You need to get involved and take responsibility and you need to roll up your sleeves and do the work. And so what are things people could do? They could ask questions. They could take notes. Even note-taking, just a really quick tip for everybody. You know, I have a preference. I don't know what your preference is, if you like to do it digitally or handwriting notes. I'm handwriting and I have paper in my hand as we speak. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and then you're right on. You organically, naturally, it's actually a better way of learning that even though digital is a wonderful way to store and share information, you could type pretty fast. Most people can. But when you're handwriting information, we find that people have better retention and better comprehension. And part of the reason why is you have this filter because you can't possibly write as fast as somebody could speak. So you're going through and you're being discerning and you're using reason and you're going through and asking yourself questions about what's this is important or not. And my favorite way of taking notes is actually really simple is whole brain note taking. I'll put a line right down the page and on the left side, I'm capturing and on the right side, I'm creating. Now, what does that mean? On the left side, I'm actually note-taking, and on the right side, I'm note-making. What's the difference? It's subtle. On the left side, I would be capturing information like how to remember names in business, how to give a TED Talk from memory, how to remember client information, how to read two or three times faster, right? All the tactics on the left side you're capturing. But on the right side, instead of your being distracted or your imagination going somewhere else, have it go on the right side of the page and you're writing your impressions of the content that you're capturing. And three things that I would focus on, I have this tool that I call the dominant question. And these are these dominant questions that we ask more than any other questions. And it's interesting. My business partner is a woman. Our team is 80% women. And we do these exercises together. You know, we want to build a learning organization. And I remember we were going through an exercise and one of our friends her dominant question. So we have about 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of them come in the form of questions that we're asking ourselves. The challenge is 95% of these thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before that. And we wonder why we can't change and make big leaps in our business or in our income and in our health and relationships because we're always having the same thoughts. Well, there's certain thoughts we have more than any other. And I call it a dominant question. And we found out that one lady's question is, how do I get people to like me? How do I get people to like me? And you don't know her age or her, her background, where she lives, uh, you know, what she does for a living, but you know a lot about her life. If there's somebody asking themselves all the time, how do I get people to like me? What do you think her personality is like? I mean, how would you imagine that? Yeah, definitely full of self-doubt. Yeah, a lot of doubt, very unsure of herself. She's a people pleaser. People are always taking advantage of her. Her personality changes depending on who she's spending time with. She's a martyr. And you know all this and you know one question. And my question for everyone listening is, what do you think your dominant question is? You know, in the book, I talk about the cover quote for the book is from Will Smith. I help a lot of actors to speed read scripts, to memorize their lines. We found out his dominant question is, how do I make this moment even more magical? How do I make this moment even more magical? And imagine yourself asking that hundreds of times a day. And I noticed when we were filming at night, it was very cold in the winter in Toronto of all places, two o'clock in the morning. And he was bringing us all blankets and telling stories and cracking jokes, making hot chocolate. And he was living his 
dominant question. And so what do you think your question is? What do you think your business partner questions? What do you think your significant other question is, your children's questions are? Because questions are the answer. And I would give everybody three questions to be asking during this conversation that will help you take knowledge and turn it into power. Because one of the lies is that knowledge alone is power. And we know that knowledge by itself is not power. It has the potential to be power, only becomes power when we utilize it, right? When we put it to use. But all the truth is all the podcasts, online programs, coaching, conferences, books, none of it works unless we work. And so how do you take knowledge and turn it into real power? Three dominant questions I ask myself all the time when I'm learning something. Number one, how can I use this? And I would put the answers right on the right side of the page. How can I use this? What are all the ways I could use and apply this? Number two, why must I use this? Because a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do what they know. And so common sense is not common practice. And so how can I use this? But why must I use this? And then finally, the third question you could ask yourself to take knowledge that you learn and turn into real power. So you don't buy a book and it just sits on your shelf and it becomes shelf help, not self-help. The third question is, when will I use this? When will I use this? Because I think the number one productivity performance tool we have is our calendar. But we'll put things in there that are very important for others, you know, investor meetings or sales calls or live Zoom presentations, but we won't schedule our own growth and our own application of things that we learn. And so those are three questions to give people a jumpstart on the right side of your page. But basically, you're capturing on the left side and you're creating on the right your impressions of what you're capturing. So that's being one way of being more active as you learn. And remember, learning is not a spectator sport. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years, and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design, and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So... I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting, and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, 
and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. Yeah, I think I'm just having so many realizations and actually just put like drill line down my piece of paper and there's so many people are going, oh my goodness, this is so true. And just with regards to those questions, like I've recently got into the habit of giving myself two hours a week where I just block it out and I've called it like CEO time or CEO time or it's just basically me time and my time to learn because I was finding like what you were saying that you know I was buying books and then I wasn't necessarily getting a chance to read them or apply them and I would feel a little bit guilty sometimes about having that time because I couldn't actually understand like where I was necessarily going to use it I wasn't planning for where I'd be applying that newfound knowledge but I think there's three questions that you've just outlined so simply is going to have so many listeners going oh yeah that is great and I'm actually going to apply that right away and I can see them you know respecting their own learning time but also not only the time that they're going to have learned how they can then apply it so already I'm like but I'm gonna have to get another piece of paper (laughs) there's so many notes no no no, that's good that's good (laughs) so that's the a is being active and that's you know you want to be active in your learning just like you're going to be active in your life the s in fast stands for state state and when I say the word state I mean the mood of your mind and your body because write this down all learning is state dependent all learning is state dependent. I believe two of the most costly words in business and in life are I forgot. I forgot to do it. I forgot to bring it. I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot that conversation. I forgot that meeting. I forgot that person's name. It just goes on and on and on. And every time you have those thoughts or say those words, you lose trust, you lose credibility, you lose time, you make mistakes, right? You could hurt a relationship, you know, especially remembering names, right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So how are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their business, their finances, their health, their future, their family, whatever it is you're offering them if you don't care enough just to remember them? And remember this, people remember people who remember them. People remember people who remember them. If we're thinking about how to succeed in business and really scale and really have mass impact, yes, it's what you know, right? And that's why we teach people how to learn faster, read faster, study faster. It's also who you know, and that means you remember those people, but it's also who knows you. And I think a standout skill now is just being an expert in your field to be able to learn faster, to be able to remember people. And Maya Angelou said that people will forget what you say, they'll forget what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And going back to the S in fast, the S stands for state. That's how you feel. The key to a long-term memory is this, information combined with emotion becomes a long-term memory. Information alone is very forgettable right? You think about the, what we learned back in school, the periodic table and quadratic, all that stuff. Information by itself is forgettable, but information combined with emotion becomes unforgettable. Even we know this, that people do not buy logically, they buy emotionally, right? Because we are not logical, we are biological. We are not logical, we are biological. You think about dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. We are this chemical feeling soup, you know? And so everything goes from our head to our heart, to our hands. You could have goals in your head, 
you know, but if you're not acting with your hands and you're procrastinating, check in with the second H, which is your heart. The emotions is the fuel that allows us to drive in the directions of our dreams. But coming back to learning, all learning is state dependent. And here's the thing, when you think about school, because we all in different fields, what was the majority of the time, the, the emotion that we felt mostly sitting in class for most people? Most people... I know most people felt bored. Yeah, bored. I think people are bored or confused. And boredom on a scale of zero to 10 is zero, right? And if it's information times emotion becomes a long-term memory, if emotion is zero, boredom, anything times zero is zero, and you wonder why you forgot everything. And so that's why it's so important, even with your marketing, to make sure, you know, through storytelling, as utilizing the correct questions, is to tap into that emotional well, because we are not logical. Again, we're biological. And so state, I would never try to learn something in a bored state, because information times emotion becomes a long-term memory. And it's an encoding process. Your memory has three phases encoding, storage, and retrieving. And if you can't retrieve that name, if you can't retrieve that client information, that product information, that script that you prepared for that sales video, you know, or that Q&A that, you know, that you're going to do on Instagram Live and you're forgetting it, it was how it was encoded in the first place. So adding emotion helps you to be able to remember things. And how do you change your emotional level? You change it with your thoughts, right? Because our thoughts are the language of our mind, or we change it with our feelings and the way we move our physiology. Like right now, people could change how they feel by just sitting upright or standing upright, putting a smile on their face, you know, asking questions to get engaged. And all of a sudden, your emotional level goes up. And so does your learning. So that's the S. And then finally, the T and fast. Can I before we go into T and fast, can I ask about this one around state. So we're talking about, I completely understand what you're saying with regards to having emotion when you're learning, right? But is there good emotions to have and negative emotions to have when you're learning? Like, is it, if you are having a negative emotion, does that mean the memory won't be stored as well or you won't take it on board as well? Or is that actually a stronger emotion than a positive one? So I just want to double tap on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's deconstruct that. That's a great question. So we know like where people were when tragic events happen. So obviously negative emotions get attached to information as positive ones do also as well. The challenge is, is if the negative emotion is something like anxiety, because a lot of people know how to study after they go through a program, but if they have test anxiety, then they're not going to be able to perform because chronic stress actually shrinks your brain. When you're in fight or flight, you freeze right? And then you don't have the answers. That's a, one of the big challenges when I work with TED speakers or actors that they could remember things, but they're scared. They're of a fear of public speaking and that cortisol and that adrenaline actually makes them more likely to forget what they have to say. And so, and, and on the subject also, chronic fear actually suppresses your immune system for people who are concerned about colds or flus or viruses. It's a whole area of science called psychoneuroimmunology. And so what I would say is the more positive, the better. And the, the emotions I would really cultivate are emotions like play, playfulness, emotions like curiosity, emotions like confidence, you know, a level of boldness. So though I feel like you get the best, you know, playfulness also, especially because it puts us in a place where we're not as scared of making mistakes. I think that's one of the reasons why children learn so quickly. You know, they could pick up musical instruments or languages because they're not afraid of making mistakes like adults. You know, a child could fall hundreds of times and they'll still try to walk. They'll never say, oh, I'm going to give up on walking. But adults will try a business or they'll try a funnel and it won't work perfectly. And they'll say, I'm never going to do that again because they don't want to 
look bad and the fear of making mistakes. So I think adding play. Rumi, the poet, has a great quote saying, sell your cleverness for bewilderment. Sell your cleverness for when's the last time we felt bewildered about something? And so I would say that if it was a choice, I would choose the ones that were more, that felt more joyful, that I could celebrate, that I could have curiosity, a level of fascination, a level of interest, and stay away from ones that add stress or anxiety because that tends to shut down our learning, much like it does shut down our life also as well. I personally find like when I'm learning, like it really helps me. Like there's a couple of ways that I have to get into a state. Like I have to have a clear work surface. If I have loads of things in there and I'm really seeing how this is like me getting into my state then. Like I really like a clean work surface. I can't, I find it really, really difficult to learn without something in my hand, like a pen or and colors. And I really just like to, I don't like to be restricted in like writing. I mean, if you looked at my notes now they're kind of very abstract there's words a bit here there's bits here and that's like how I learn so it's just really interesting hearing that and also sometimes I'll put some music on before I learn but I can't learn with music on I have to have silence yeah and that's wonderful and I love all those ideas because everybody is individual just like we are with our diet and our preference not everybody wants to date the same kind of person or do the same kind of job so you have to find out is this is interesting distinction I talk about in the book it's not how smart you are it's how are you smart. It's not how smart you are. It's how are you smart. You, you know, you're really smart in the way you design your environment and you find what works for you. So music is a wonderful way to put you in state. The brain loves a clean environment because your external world is a reflection of your internal world. People know that when they clean off their desk or they put everything in the right files on their desktop, they have clarity of thought also. So we should definitely, you know, Marie Kondo our minds also as, as, as well. And some smells even uh, support learning. Rosemary is been shown to help with focus and memory, peppermint also as well. A neat trick when you're studying new materials, let's say that people are going through, you know, your programs and if they want to be able to perform it at a high level, when they're studying, they could have a unique smell because uh, here's the thing, out of all the five senses, olfactory, the sense of smell is actually the one tied closest to the brain. And maybe because we needed to smell food if it was rotten or, you know, something that went bad or poison or something like that. And here's the thing, they did a study where they took a group of people and they submerged them underwater with breathing apparatus and they had to memorize a list of words. And then they tested them both outside the water and, you know, back in the surface, and then they submerged them back. And in which environment do you think they remembered more? It was in the water, you know, where they learn the information got encoded along with the information itself, the environment. And so now how do you use that? Well, if you need to give a meeting, studying in the room where you have to present would help you. If you need to be able to give a, a do a sales video, study, you know, preparing actually where you're gonna shoot would help. Now that's not always possible to do that. In a lot of cases, if people have to study, you know, if they need to perform in the classroom, study in the classroom, most of the times you can't do that. So what do you do? You have, when you're studying, a unique fragrance. It could be a bubble gum, it could be a lip balm, it could be an essential oil, something that's unique. And then when you need to perform, you wear that same essential oil or the same fragrance or perfume or lip balm. And all more of that, that memory will be at easily accessible for you. So all learning is state dependent and there's so many different ways. Music, we find that classical music will actually put you into an alpha state 
We talk about four different brainwave states in the book. And the alpha state is a state for relaxed awareness where you can absorb information. We teach people how to learn languages, facts, and figures, you know, multiple times faster by in this alpha state. And there are many ways of getting into it. Not any classical music, though, specifically on the studies were done at on Baroque classical music, Handel, Vivaldi. It's 60 beats per minute, harmonizes with the resting heart rate. And so people have to find their own. But, you know, we, we, we put a lot of that in our podcast and in the book, different ways that to get in access to your state. The most important thing is to realize that you are in control of how you feel, that everyone listening here, especially your community is so advanced. They're so committed. The people that succeed the most, I find, identify more with a thermostat than a thermometer. Be a thermostat, don't be a thermometer. A thermometer just reacts to the environment. So their state is always dependent on the environment, on the weather, on the economy, on how people treat them. But the people who are the happiest people, the people that are able to achieve even during difficult times, they identify more with the thermostat because the thermostat doesn't react to the environment. The thermostat gauges the environment intelligently, but then it sets a new temperature or a new goal or a new vision. And then the environment reacts to it. And so I think the number one thing to be responsible for is how we feel and how we show up every single day. People have your to-do list, but do you have a to-feel list? Like, what are the three things you want to feel today and cultivate today? You know, what are the three things you want on your to-be list? Who do you want to be today? What do you want to feel today? You know, not just what do we want to do. And because everything is going to come from that being and feeling state, then the behavior comes because all learning is state dependent. And so that's the importance of state. Do you know what? I think that's huge. And I know we have so many leaders listening, whether they're leading their teams, leading their community, leading their families. And to say that that's really hit home to me, like the to feel list, like you go into a day with intention of how you want to feel is so, so important. It just gives you that control because I was going to ask like, hey, like how do you become the thermostat? But now I get it. I'm like, oh, that is so true. And when you're very intentional about how you want to feel and experience things and you take ownership of that, that's powerful. I love that word ownership a lot. And so own how you feel and how you show up in the world. Because even when it comes to sales, if there's rapport, it's a transfer of emotion, right? And so feeling is where you want to start. So tactically, never open up a book or listen to a podcast without having these questions, getting yourself curious, knowing your outcome for it, because it puts you in a state where your body, your brain is part of your body, you're set up to really win. And so the final letter in FAST is T, and the T stands for teach. And this is so simple, but it is so profound. When you learn something with the intention of teaching it to somebody else, if you had to listen to this podcast episode, again, this conversation, and you had to give a talk, a Zoom presentation in three days to a group of prospects or just to your family or to your friends, and you had to teach it, you know, would you pay attention differently? Would you focus differently? Would you take better notes? Would you ask more probing questions? You would own that information and having that responsibility will help you to be able to learn it better. So learn if you want to learn any subject or skill, whether it's sales, it's funnels, it's launches, it's, it's building any line, learn it with the intention of teaching somebody else because you'll learn it better. And so that's what I really think we're here to do. We learn for the reasons how it could benefit us, but we also learn how it could benefit other people, right? My formula has always been learn so you can earn so you can return. 
learn, earn, and return. And so the T stands for teach. And, you know, something people could do like right now, they could take a screenshot of this episode or a photograph of their notes and they could, one way of teaching it is to post it online, right? You know, tag us both on it so we could see it. And then but share in the description one idea that you got out of this or one simple small step or an aha, and you're sharing it with the world. I'll actually repost some of my favorites to that I see online also as well, but learn so you could teach. I love that. So true. I feel like we're going to be getting tagged in so many because there were literally so many takeaways on this. And I feel like this is, you know, we were chatting before we actually came on about stuff we wanted to discuss today. And this is just the tip of the iceberg because, you know, it's such a good foundation to really understand how you want to learn faster. But we kind of alluded it to earlier in the conversation around like, you know, that human motivation too and that limitless model that you speak about and how this kind of leads on from that because I think there's one thing they're saying yeah I want to learn fast and these are some techniques I want to learn but how and why and what make to vote you is even more important than Absolutely. that. Yeah, let's jump into this. Everybody on your piece of paper, because we were we're turning this into like a master class and accelerated learning. And I love it because more people we're so used to upgrading our phones and we upgrade our apps, but when's the last time we upgraded our brain? And so here we go. Like we live in a world right now where it's not like previous centuries where it's brute strength, it's brain strength now. It's not your muscle power, it's your mind power. And the faster you can learn, the faster you can earn. And so I created something called the Limitless Model, and it's a three-part framework. And it's an explanatory schema for learning anything faster and also really unlocking human potential for yourself, for your family, for your team. And so what I want everyone to do right now is to draw three circles on your piece of paper as a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram are three intersecting circles and kind of like the Olympics. You know, you could imagine two ears on Mickey Mouse and a face. And these are the three forces to make it even more meaningful for people. I want you to think about an area of your life where you feel limited, an area of your life where you're not making progress. It could be in a relationship. It could be in your physical health. It could be in your business, your brand, your bank account. It could be in your learning. You feel like you're limited in your memory or you're limited in your ability to read faster. Okay, so where do you feel like you're in a box and you're not making progress, you're not advancing? And that box, by definition, is three-dimensional, right? And the three dimensions are the three forces that keep you in that box are the same ones that will liberate you. And they're represented by these three circles. And so the last one, I'm going to give you three M's, so it's easy to remember. So the last M I'm going to give you first is, are the methods. And now this book primarily was a method book. You know, it was five major sections, which it still is, one on focus, one on studying technical material, one on memory, which is the largest chapter I wrote it in uh, Greece because I found out the ancient Greeks had incredible strategies for memorizing things 2,500 years ago. Chapter on speed reading, how to read two or three times faster, and chapter on critical thinking skills because really our ability to make good decisions and solve problems, that's what an entrepreneur does as a professional problem solver, adding value in areas by offering a solution to something people are struggling with and keeping themselves up at night. And so the last section is methods. But before the book was all methodology. And before I send my email to my publisher, I asked myself this question. I was like, will 100% of the people get the results if they read this book cover to cover? And my honest answer was no. Because again, a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do it. So what's missing? Two other M's have to come first. So the first M is your mindset. So the first circle is your mindset dig deep into this. Mindset I'm defining as your set of assumptions and attitudes about something. 
your attitudes and assumptions about the world, your attitudes, assumptions about health, about business, your attitudes, assumptions about what's fair and what's just, your attitudes, assumptions about yourself. So what would fall in this category are things in the circle are things like what you believe is possible would be in that circle, what you believe you're capable which could be two different things. You could believe, oh, you know, I know Danielle and Natalie could do it, but I don't believe I could do it, right? They could, you could believe somebody could do something, but you might not believe you're capable of it. Also in this would be what you believe you deserve. Because I could teach somebody a method or you could teach someone a method of, you know, launches and online marketing, or I could teach somebody speed reading or memory. But if their mindset is, oh, I'm not smart enough, or I have a horrible memory, or I've never done this, you know, then they're still stuck in that box. So mindset is so important. The second M is your motivation, your motivation. Now, when I talk about mindset, I talk about the seven lies that hold us back in learning and in life. And a lie for me stands for a limited idea entertained. Of course, it's an acronym, limited idea entertained. It's not the truth that you're not smart enough or that you're horrible remembering names or any of this. It's just something where it's a limited idea that we give energy to. And then that affects everything because all behavior is belief driven. Your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is a program it will run. So if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, or doing well in business, you, you won't remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to. And so just remember everybody that we've discovered more about the human brain in the past 10 years than the previous thousand years combined. And what we found is we're grossly underestimating our own capabilities. And if you knew how truly powerful your mind is, you wouldn't say or think something you didn't want to be true. And that's not to say you have one negative thought and ruins your life any more than eating that one donut will ruin your life, but it's the consistency of it. And that's why you want to manage taking responsibility of not only how you feel, take responsibility for the thoughts that are going on in your head, that conversation you're having with yourself, because your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk, always listening. There's a saying as well, like you are what you say you are, right? When you speak it into existence, you're almost like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy too. It is very, very powerful. So you are what you eat, you are what you think, you are with these people you spend time with. All these things affect us. So that's your mindset. The second M is your motivation. And there's some lies around motivation that we go to in the book. The mindset is really overcoming self-sabotage. Because, for example, you can know what to do, the methods, and even be motivated. But if your mindset is, I don't deserve it, you're going to take one step forward and two steps back. The motivation really overcomes procrastination. And I have a formula for sustainable motivation. A lot of people associate motivation to going to an event and getting really excited and saying, okay, tomorrow I'm going to change my life, my business, I'm going to finally launch my brand, I'm going to do A, B, C, but the next day A, B, and C doesn't happen. Now, why is that? It could be a mindset issue in terms of your belief about you think you're capable of it or you don't think you deserve it, but it really could come down to motivation. So a motivation, the formula for me is this. Everyone write this down. This is the formula for sustainable drive. And some people saw the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro. He takes a pill and he has incredible focus. He learns languages, he has this eidetic memory, and he has this surge of motivation. But when the pill wears off, 24 hours later, he's back down to zero again. And you don't want that with your motivation, right? You don't want to always hype yourself up. So here are the three keys. The formula for sustained motivation is P times E times S3. P times E times S3. So let's break this down. If we were going to do a thought experiment, right? We we're going to do, this is like a boss babe thought experiment. We want to design the ultimate motivated 
female, right? Ultimate motivated human being. What are the elements that must be there? This person never falters in their motivation, meaning they always work out. They always get themselves to do what they need to do. And it needs the first element, P, and P stands for purpose, purpose. And I don't mean your life purpose, although I talk about that in the book. I mean, you need to have a reason to do that thing because reasons reap results, reasons reap results, reasons reap rewards. Just like remembering people's names. Everyone says they have horrible memory when it comes to names, but here's the thing. You don't remember all names, but you don't forget all names either. And I guarantee some of the names you remember, you have a reason for that you're attracted to that person or that person could be good for your business or some inherent purpose. And that's the key though. You can't just know it intellectually purpose. Purpose is not intellectual. Purpose is a feeling. And so if you aren't working out consistently, we know that's good for your brain. As your body moves, your brain grooves. When you work out, you create brain-derived neurotropic factors, BDNF, which is like fertilizer for your brain. But if you're not consistently exercising, you might know intellectually it's good for you, in your mind, but if you don't feel the benefits or you don't feel the consequence of not moving and following through, then you're not likely going to follow through in your motivation. So P is purpose and it comes down to allow yourself to feel the rewards and the consequences of not following through. Now I, my mind went, okay, we're doing this thought experiment. And if somebody just has purpose, will they always be motivated? And I was thinking, no, there could be missing the E. The E stands for energy, energy, meaning that Let's say somebody wants to work out or read, reading, or, you know, leaders are readers. If somebody has decades of experience and they put it into a book and you can sit down in a few days and read that book and download decades into days, that's incredible advantage that you have, right? The average person only reads two or three books a year, but if you're reading one book a week, 52 books a year, you have the biggest competitive edge. And yet you could have the purpose, you know, you're gonna make more money, that you're gonna have greater income and impact, you could feel it, but maybe you have a newborn and you haven't slept in three nights or you ate a big processed meal, you know, and you're in a food coma, you lack the energy. So you're probably not going to follow through and be motivated to study that day or to read. And so energy is so important. So in the book, we talk about the 10 keys for unlimited brain energy, because energy is not something you have. It's something you do. I can't stress that enough. What we're doing is we're taking nouns and turning them into verbs, meaning that you don't have creativity. You don't have focus. You don't have motivation. You do these things. So when you take it saying that you wake up, say, oh, I don't have creativity to make content today. Or you, you wake up and say, oh, I don't have focus to be able to do this. These are not things you have. You are, you are hypnotizing yourself with the power of the word, right? And, because, and this conversation really has been a conversation about transcending, transcend, ending the trance ending this hypnosis, also through the marketing and media saying that we're not good enough, but also the self-hypnosis saying that, oh, I don't have this. These aren't things you have. These are things you do. So there are 10 ways of actually improving your energy. And as I talk about everything from the best brain foods to optimizing your sleep to be able to reduce massive amounts of stress and seven other things. So you need energy. And then finally, my mind went, okay, we're building the ultimate motivated human being. If that person just has enough purpose and they feel and they have unlimited, limitless energy, always take action, be motivated. And I was like, no, there's one more exception. They're missing S3, three S's, small, simple steps. A lot of people will not be motivated because they have these purpose, which is great. You know, these grand goals, they want to build the next million dollar brand online. They want to have this incredible body. They want to meet their soulmate and live happily ever after. Those are way too grand. So you need to be able to chunk it down into something manageable because inch by inch, it's a cinch. 
yard by yard, it's too hard. And what could keep somebody being motivated is lack of clarity. What could keep people being motivated is being intimidated by something too big. So for example, if it's working out, maybe working out an hour a day is way too much for somebody who doesn't work out. So a small, simple step, put on your running shoes. Maybe reading 45 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day is way too much for people who don't read. A small, simple step, open up the book or read the first line. And how you find your small, simple step, very simple. Ask yourself a question because questions are the answer. The magic question is this, what is the tiniest action I could take that will give me progress towards this goal? So tiny, I cannot fail. What is the tiniest action I could take to give me progress towards this goal where I cannot fail? And so breaking it down, because little by little, a little becomes a lot. And I know a lot of people listening, they feel overloaded and they feel overwhelmed. And maybe it's not because you're doing too much. Maybe you're doing too little things that make you come alive, or maybe they're doing too little the things that really matter those little tiny things, because tiny things add up to big things. And so that's our motivation. And here's the big aha for everybody, okay? As you're looking at this Mickey Mouse diagram, this limitless model, you have three M's, mindset, motivation. Last one is methods. Now where they intersect, you have three I's. Where mindset crosses over with motivation, you have inspiration. So you have mindset experts, you have mindset books, you have a great book called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck motivational speakers, motivational books, where they cross over, you have inspiration and you have inspiring speakers, inspiring books, inspiring movies, an inspiring movie you watch. It changes your mindset of what's possible and it gives you some drive and some energy and some motivation, but you're inspired, but you don't know what to do because you lack the methods. Some people get really inspired, but they don't know what to do. That's why I love your content because it's so practical. Where mindset crosses over with methods, you have the second eye. Mindset is in your mind. You believe it's possible. Methods are in your mind. You know what to do, but you don't have the motivation. But mindset and methods, that cross over the second eye, which is ideation. Ideation. It just stays an idea, and you're not motivated to act on it. And then finally, where motivation crosses over with methods, you have the third eye. You're motivated. You have purpose. You have energy. Methods, you know how to market. You know how to launch. You know how to read faster. That's implementation. That's the third eye, implementation. Yet you could still be stuck in that box because you're only going to be able to achieve what your mindset tells you is possible or what you deserve. And then finally, I'll throw in a fourth eye where all three M's and all three I's intersect right in the middle. That's integration integration like integer or integral it means you're whole and that's the limitless state it's just who you are and i use this framework as a lens when i'm coaching clients and you could self-coach yourself as you're listening look at that area where you feel like you're in a box is it your mindset do you not believe it's possible do you not believe you're capable of it do you not believe you deserve it where's the bottleneck there or maybe you have those in line maybe it's your purpose you know it intellectually but you're not feeling it you're not feeling who's counting on you to show up today. Or maybe you lack the energy. You're not prioritizing your sleep or you're around energy vampires that are stealing your energy and your flow and your dreams, right? Or you're not breaking things down into small, simple steps. Or maybe you have all that in place and you're using old methods of marketing, old methods of learning, old methods of you know relationships or old methods of working out. And so the, maybe the goal here you know, in this conversation is do not, with everything going on in the world, do not downgrade your dreams to meet this current situation. Upgrade your mindset, your motivation, and your methods to be able to meet your destiny. I 
absolutely love that and I've literally been making so so many notes on this but something that really just resonated with me and stood out is like making these words mindset methods and motivation verbs they're doing words like and I think I was actually coaching in the society yesterday our membership and someone said oh I'm doing these things and they're not working but I just think the limitless model that you've created is such a powerful framework for you to go in and look at the things objectively and say like just like you've just gone through and said hey I'm not where I want to be why? Is it because of my methods? Do I need to change them? Is it because of my mindset? Or actually, like you say, is it that motivation? And I'm not moving one foot in front of the other at, you know, I'm saying I am, but I'm actually not when I look at it. I'm saying I've got the energy, but I'm not making those simple changes. And so I think what's so powerful about this is it can just be used across so many different areas of your life. If you're not where you want to be, and like you said, rather than changing your dreams, really just kind of put this lens over it. I'm using all the words you've said and they're sinking in. <laughs> they're sinking in, Jim. I'm like, right. Like you say, you look through at this lens and go, okay, reflect on that. Why am I not where I want to be? And what are the areas that I need to change and improve upon? And how can I learn so that I do get that? And this is wonderful because you could use it in three different ways. You could use it for self, which is the most important because all change begins with ourself. And you could also use it for your friends, your children, your team. Because there's a collective mindset, there's a collective drive or purpose in the culture. There are a collective set of processes and methods in a team or in a family. And so you could use it with others. And then also you could use it besides using it for self and using it with others. We actually have two bonuses. When people go to limitlessbook.com, we actually have two bonus chapters, Limitless for Children for parents and educators to use, to apply this model for children and limitless for teams. You know, we train at Nike, at Facebook, at SpaceX, General Electric, at Google, on these places. So how do you build that learning organization and take people through a process and book called unlimiting? Unlimiting is active as opposed to something that's unlimited. Unlimiting is the active removal of limits in your mindset, motivation, and methods. But the third way of using it besides the model for yourself and the models for others is using this a model for role modeling others. So if somebody is exceptional and they have genius in a certain area of finance, of health, and relationships, online marketing, you could use this as a lens to say, what is their mindset? You know, do they believe is possible? What do they believe they're capable of? What do they believe they deserve? What do they believe is right? How do they see the world in terms of finance, economics, you know, investing, so on? What is their motivation? How do they find their purpose? Where, what are they doing to optimize in their energy, you know, their mental vitality? What are the small, simple steps they're doing every single day in terms of daily routine? Because I believe that the treasure you seek is hidden in your daily routine. And what are the processes that they're using on a regular basis for building culture, for hiring, for training, for learning? Maybe these methods need to be upgraded also as well. And so it gives you your power back. And so this book, while it, you know, in the methodology we teach, focus, concentration, learning languages, how to be able to change your habit, how to be able to get into flow, you know, we want it to come out, especially in these times where maybe there's some turbulence because it shows you how to master your mind. It shows you how to learn a new skill set or subject if you lost your job and you need to, you know, pivot and start your own business and you need to catch up and, you know, process all this information. If we did this for be able to help support children if they're, you know, if they're not in school to be able to help them to learn better. Better, how to optimize your focus and flow if you're choosing to work from home in a world full of distraction. And I appreciate the two of you, you know, with the platform that you have to have these important conversations because community, people ask me all the time, how do you become limitless in a limited world? 
like, how do you truly become limitless in a limited world? And my answer for everybody is we do it together. It's kind of cheesy, this acronym, TEAM, together everyone achieves more. But when we're all supporting each other and we all have each other's back, then all of a sudden we get to another level where we could create this amazing ripple effect, you know, and belief and mindset in our drive and in our own teachings. No, I think that's so, so powerful. And I know so many notes will have been taken on this session and so many aha moments. Me personally, like I'm halfway through your book and it's so actionable. It's absolutely fantastic. And this whole conversation has been exactly that. You know, we always want our listeners to be able to not just listen, but also implement. And you've given so many resources and steps to doing that. I'm really, truly grateful for you showing up the way you have for our community, Jim. I also just want to give people the opportunity to find out more about you like where can they go your book is on sale right now limitless didn't you say it's just it's new york's best seller new york times bestseller yeah it's made in the new york times list multiple times number one on the wall street journal and i just think it's been swept amazon and business leadership workplace culture business education i mean all these obviously memory improvement but in all these areas because our brain controls everything and so anybody who wants to be able to upgrade their brain a number of resources we have we have a podcast it's only 15 minutes long on how to remember names and change your habits the best brain foods and i show you how to what i teach a lot of ceos and celebrities on how to memorize important information and how to have focus so that's it's called quick brain quickbrain.com. You can just search my name. You just have to spell it right. Quick really is my last name. I didn't change it to do this. But in your podcast app, just search my name, you'll find it. And then uh, the book is at limitlessbook.com. And when people go there, they get some really amazing bonuses. And we, we're donating 100% of my author proceeds to charity to two places. Number one, to build schools for girls who don't have access to schools or education pays for their textbooks, the school itself builds the school out, um, pays for the teachers, and also provides healthcare and clean water to girls in these various villages, because a lot of times they can't go to school because even if there is a school, because they're out getting gathering water or they're sick. And so the funds go there uh, via pencils of promise. And also part of the proceeds, we're donating all our proceeds, but part of the other proceeds go to Alzheimer's research, specifically Maria Shriver's women's Um, Alzheimer's movement, because people might not know this, but women are twice as likely to experience Alzheimer's than men. And, And I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's. And so we do that in her honor because we're going to do research to find out why this is the case and find proper treatment. I train at the Cleveland Clinic Center for Brain Health and the founding director gave a, an amazing uh, testimonial for the book as well as the top researcher in Alzheimer's at Harvard University. And so I'm very passionate about brain research so people could, uh, could have the best brain for as long as possible. Well, thank you. And thank you for those contributions because they are well needed and going to be well received, I'm sure. But honestly, thank you so much, Jim. Also, like we mentioned it during the episode as well but we would love to hear your takeaways so please tag myself at danielle county tag boss babe at boss babe inc and also tag jim do you want to share your handle jim yeah and every facebook twitter instagram all of those is at jim quick kwik and share your challenge would be your limitless challenge would be to take a screenshot of this or take a picture of your notes post it, put one small, simple step that you're going to take or one simple idea, or maybe all the things that you learned. And I will actually repost to our community some of my favorites. And I'll actually gift a copy of the book to one random person just for playing with us today. 
I love that. Do you know what? Let's, we'll do the same on our end too, because it'll be amazing to get this book into hands of more people. So thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate you. And thank you, like you said, for bringing so much knowledge to this episode today. Daniel, you're amazing because you like for everything that you do and Natalie do with, with Boss Baby, you're an inspiring force of nature, an unstoppable force for good. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you love this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossweb.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag TheBossBabePodcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast.